Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi guys. How are we doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. Let's catch up really quick. But real quick, I mean it when I say that because we have no time to waste. I want us to get into this episode ASAP Rocky because it's just so good. It's so fun. It's so happy. It's just like the ultimate girl talk episode, you know, and you can tell by the title that it is with one of my actual favorite humans that I have yet to meet in real life, which is so unfortunate because I just love Melissa and I feel like I feel like I've known her my whole life. She's like one of those for me. I truly just feel like she's such a special person with the most beautiful soul, the most beautiful energy. You can feel that shit through a screen, okay? This is her second time on the podcast, and I think I said this in the intro. I'm not sure if I did. I'm going to link it below because it's such a good episode. No, wait, I lied. This is her third time on the podcast, okay? I'm going to link all of them. They're all so good. I think the second one is my favorite. I mean, this one is now my favorite, but the second one was my favorite before this one because we like we already knew each other, and we just like we got into all the juice, like all the dating stuff, and I was dating Mr. Gray. Trigger word you feel me i was dating mr gray in that episode and so it's just like funny as fuck to listen to now you know so anyway what i was gonna say was i don't know if i said this in one of the intros but i'm gonna say it again i've been following melissa on youtube that's where i found her i've been following her youtube channel for years like i don't even know how long like i would not miss a vlog still don't and i just fucking loved her and when i started the podcast i was like oh my god i would love to have her on the podcast like i don't you know i didn't really think she would answer my email this was like three years ago maybe more i don't even know um to come on the podcast and not only was she so prompt but she was so sweet like so sweet and you know how they say like don't meet your heroes right that's a phrase like don't meet your heroes in real life doesn't apply to her okay she's even better when you get to talk to her and I haven't even been with her in real life okay I can't even imagine so if you didn't catch on this is a Melissa Stan podcast okay she can do no wrong in my eyes you guys are gonna love this episode like I said it's just so happy it's so fun I know a lot of the times we talk about you know a little bit of heavier subjects on the pod and I love that but I always want to make sure that we have you know that we're just like keeping it happy as well happy and fun so yeah we talk about like motherhood at the beginning because she has a beautiful baby boy Luca he is precious like actually precious and so we talk about what that new season has been so we talk about that for a bit we talk about mindset being delusional all that good stuff and then I had her help me answer a bunch of your solicited advice submissions I've been saving them okay a bitch has been saving them and you thought I forgot about you well think again I did not we had so much fun and I already can't wait to have her back on the podcast like I can't wait to record with her again so yeah I will leave everywhere you can find her in the show notes her IG her YouTube her TikTok her jewelry line Sunday energy which is so beautiful I'm like constantly inspired by her and everything she does honestly so go give my girl some love if you don't follow her already 10 out of 10 cannot recommend enough okay I should have said this at the beginning if you can hear wildlife or cars or both or birds can you hear the birds I'm in Costa Rica right now I told you I was coming but I thought I was going to be back in Miami like yesterday so today's Wednesday for context it's Wednesday April 12th 4 29 p.m yeah i was supposed to fly back yesterday but i'm still here i'll be flying back tomorrow on thursday so you know what a bitch was not prepared i did not bring my mic i would i thought i would be at home recording my intro with my usual setup that's not the case but i'm making do with this little mic i got off amazon i got it for tiktok because i just you know what i want a little mic i want to see if i like it i want to see if i like talking into a little mic in my tiktoks i'm having fun on tiktok i really like it anyway so This is what I'm working with right now. So if the intro sounds a little weird, that is why I'm being a resourceful queen and I'm trying my best, okay? So that's really all for me. It's been a hard week over here. I am drained 
emotionally and in every which way. I feel like when you're emotionally drained, it just translates translates to being physically mentally drained you know what I mean but we're taking things one day at a time we're resting when possible we are counting our blessings and you know what we're just letting Jesus take the wheel because sometimes that's all you can do you know so without further ado let's get into this episode with Melissa I hope you love it I hope you enjoy tell me what hit tag us if you listen dm me beat me if you want to reach me Okay, love you, and I'll see you next week. Our last episode this morning, because I was like, wait, I, I want to even like remember what we talked about. So for context, that episode went up December 2nd, 2021, and I had just gotten back from Turkey. Do you know that story of when I dated that crazy guy? I was following guy? your story, so I am like a little familiar. <laughs> so I, I literally had just gotten back. Little did I know, three weeks later, I would have... I was going to find out that I was not mistress number one, but mistress number two. Stop. The audacity. Well, I guess three. Three if you, three if you count the wife. Who has that much time? Who has that much time? Your face. I can't. <laughs> no, like he was married. I know everybody who's listening is like, we've heard this story, bitch. But I just, I need to tell you this because when I was listening to this episode, I was like, oh my God, like, I was so excited about it. And now looking back, I'm like, holy shit, like the rug literally like was ripped out under me. But anyway, long story short, I had just gone back from Turkey and he was married when he told me he was divorced. He had two babies. He told me he had one. He had an, he was lying about a newborn baby. Who the fuck lies about a newborn baby? That's psychotic. Bro, he would meet like people in my life and he'd be like, oh, this is my son and show just the one. And I'm like, are you well? Anyway, and then on top of that, he was cheating with his wife's best friend. And then on top of that, there was me. No, like he has issues that like you have a lot of audacity and a lot of a lot of things wrong with you to do all of that. I would love to know, like you said, who has that kind of time, right? I, don't, I barely have time for myself. How do I have time for like... <laughs> anyway so it just like took me back because I was like holy shit dude like that's so crazy but anyway this is not about me so also in the intro of that episode I I think you had just announced that you were pregnant oh my god yeah because I was like she just announced she was pregnant everybody go say like congratulations and now you're a full-ass mother yeah I feel like I've been a guest on your podcast through all of the seasons of my life like all the new seasons (laughs) No, the first one you had, you were single. You were newly single and yeah. dating. Like you were just having fun. Yeah. Next one, you're like, and I'm like, like in a committed relationship. And now you're a mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. Okay. So catch me up. Like, what has the last year been like? It's so wild. Like, it's nothing that you could ever prepare for becoming a new mom. It just rocks your world. And it's a roller coaster because you have like really high highs because you just love this little human. And then it's just, this journey of rediscovering your new identity because there's parts of you that are the same, but then there's parts of you that are different and it's hard to accept because no one tells you that identity crisis that you have as a new mom. Like no one tells you, no one can really prepare you unless you go through it. So that's what my, this past year has been is just like learning about this little human, like doing a, a ton of research every day because every time you think you have it figured out there's a new era that they enter and you're just like something happened yeah Yeah. now what and just figuring out like how does this all fit with my career because I work from home I feel really lucky that I get to do that but I'm like how am I going to juggle now work which I love and being a mom which I also love so the identity part I think is so real and it's crazy that you said that my the episode that's going up tomorrow we talk about this like letting go of like past identities and how I feel like people don't talk about that enough like how you might miss like an older version of yourself even if you know that version of yourself isn't going to fit into your life now and like won't serve you right now I'm so curious like what's something that doesn't fit in your life anymore Ooh, I feel like people pleasing just doesn't fit anymore and it's not like you're ever really enjoying being a people pleaser but my son really gives me the strength to advocate for him and for myself because I just don't have the time for things that either are unnecessary or that just make life a little bit more difficult I'm like I'm sorry but it's about us now like this is the season that I'm in my priorities are 
completely different. Do you feel like there's stuff that people don't talk about enough about being pregnant? Like, what do you wish people talked more about? Because obviously we, I feel like we only have a certain narrative and I feel like it's only recently largely due to podcasts and like just having so much accessibility to content now that people are actually coming out and being like you know what i didn't like being pregnant or this sucked or nobody talks about this like i feel like it's only now that we have way more conversations yeah i feel like i didn't love being pregnant like i could go the rest of my life without being pregnant i'll be just fine like it's such a cool experience it's exciting especially when it's your first i just feel like it's so exciting like knowing like oh my god i'm growing this little human but it takes a toll on your body towards the end. I didn't even have a bad pregnancy because like I didn't have morning sickness. They say that that happens a lot with boys. It was pretty easy, but then it's just like the weight of it. Like you're not sleeping, you're peeing every five seconds and it's very emotional. Mine, my pregnancy was very emotional. Yeah. Um, so it's like, they all people keep telling you, it's like, make sure you're resting, make sure you're sleeping. And it's like, I can't sleep. I have this huge belly on me that's weighing, like making me so uncomfortable. So please stop telling me to sleep. And then you give birth and you're not sleeping because you have a newborn. So it's it's really, it takes a toll on you. So what was your favorite part about being pregnant? My favorite part was how nice everyone was to me, like strangers. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so true. Nobody's mean to the pregnant like, like woman in the room. Like, Nobody. It like makes people become so kind. Like people were going out of their way to hold doors for me. Like people were trying to carry everything for me. I'm talking about like family, friends, strangers. I've never had people treat me better than when I was pregnant ever in my life. I'm so, it, honestly, it scares me so much. I would love to have a family one day. I'm missing like kind of a crucial ingredient for that, but <laughs> but like at some point I would love to. But hearing my mom talk about her pregnancies, like it makes me terrified, you know, because she didn't have good ones with my sister and I. And I'm like, fuck, dude, like I want it so bad. But then at the same time, I, I think it's bittersweet that we have so much information now because we get to hear more people's stories. We get to feel more identified, right? But then at the same time, you hear some shit that you're like, I know. How am I supposed to want to do this now? Like, I feel like I'm really good at listening to people's experiences and taking it with a grain of salt and just being like, well, let me see how it goes for me. Because at the end of the day, every pregnancy is so different. And even if you have a difficult one, it like kind of goes in waves. Like, you know, every trimester might be a little bit different. So don't let that scare you. Because another thing that I really learned about myself through pregnancy and becoming a mom is like, you think you're strong now. But like, you just get this strength out of nowhere that you're just like, I don't know how I did that. I don't know how I got through this day or this week. Like, it's just like this strength from like, women are magical. Like, that's what I, that's like the main thing I was left with from pregnancy and becoming a mom is like, wow, women no, we, are No, we truly are. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not a man hater. I love men so much, but they could never. They, they could, could never. never. I always say this. If men had to go through this, the population would be so... <laughs> Like there would be just one kid home families everywhere because after they would do it once, they'd be like, no, I'm not doing this again. You know what I want to hear about? Like what, what are the first months after having a baby? Like, like, what is that like the first months where like, do you feel like a stranger in your body? Are you, is your body changing every single day? Like, what is that like? Your body definitely changes a lot every day. And then you'll have moments you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling great. Like it's all going down. And then you have moments where it's like, oh my God, when is it really going to all go down? It's, it's a lot, especially if you, like, I, I feel like I've always struggled with body image. And if you struggle with that, I made it a point before getting pregnant while pregnancy and after birth to like remind myself of everything that I did go through. Like you grow a human for nine months, then you like go through labor and you really do have to give yourself time to heal. But besides the body part, like the first few months with a newborn is, I say, I always say like, I was just in survival mode because it's a lot. You don't know what you're doing. And I feel like sometimes you're scared to say how you're feeling because everyone's like, like, oh, but you should be so happy. You just had a baby. Like, or like everyone, everyone just but wants I, you to be I, like. I don't like that. I don't like I don't that like either that at all. because it creates a space for women to feel like, 
oh, okay, like then maybe I shouldn't be feeling like that. Like I'm terrible for feeling like that. But what I would tell my close friends is you have your baby. And for me, it was like, I love you, but I don't know you. It's a really strange feeling because you're looking at this little baby and you're like, oh my God, that's my baby. But like, I don't know. It's so weird to explain. And your love grows day by day that you're to the point that you're like, oh my God, I love this baby. But like, at first you're just like, okay, hi, how are you? Yeah. Obviously when they're when they're newborns, like they don't have a full personality yet, right? So she was saying how it's like he had a hard time, like even being able to feel that like intimacy with the baby because he was like, well, there, it's like there's so little that you can connect with in a way. I don't know. Like I can't even imagine it. And I feel like the most fun part must be when they start to get a personality, right? Like what's Lucas, what's his personality, personality like? Because he's the fucking cutest thing I've ever seen. But like, I can't even imagine like what, like what's he like? He is so, I always say, tell him that he's so silly because he really is. I feel like he's very playful. He's very sweet. He likes who he likes. Like he doesn't like a bunch of people around him. He likes... I feel like he gets that from me where he likes one-on-one -on -one time with the people he loves. I'm the same way. Wait, what and sign he, is he? He's a Taurus. Oh, I love earth energy. Of course. I know. I was so I happy it. that he was going to be a Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> like no, oh my God. If my... Gemini's in my life, but like it, he was on the cusp of either being a Taurus or a Gemini. And I was like, please give me a Taurus. <laughs> I mean, those are both, both solid signs, but I feel like Gemini's <laughs> get a really bad rep. You know what I mean? They but do. I'm so scared. My baby's going to be like, I don't know, like a Pisces or something like male Pisces have, have never been good to me. So I'm like, oh my I God. Don't anyway. Okay. So he's like silly. He got your hair for sure. Oh my God. Thank you. Everyone's like, so, he looks like his dad. So I'm what I'll take anything else. They tell me he got really, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like the perfect blend to be honest. Like, I feel like he looks like both, uh -huh. but I feel like he has your hair. Yeah. I feel like he has like the, our personalities like blended really well. What has surprised you the most about motherhood? I feel like from day one to now, he's almost 11 months. It's like, you're like, wow, I can't believe how much I love you. Like, it really is a love that you're like, oh my goodness. Like when he's not with me, I'm looking at photos and videos on the phone and like recapping our day together. Um, and back to what I said before, what surprised me the most is like the strength that you have to gather every day because this little human needs you. And sometimes I do it on little to no sleep. And I'm just like, I can't believe I got through today. Because like before kids, you're like, you know what? I'm going to lounge today. I'm going to give myself that day. <laughs> so now I really cherish those moments where I just have time for myself. What are like the things that you're doing on a daily basis to keep you like grounded? What does me time look like now versus before? So now I have to schedule everything really well. From like, one thing I didn't stop doing was like going to get my hair done, my nails done. Like that's like non-negotiables for me. I love doing those things. So I just have to plan really well. If, if, if there's something I really want to do, I have to plan for it. And I try to get up before him, but sometimes it's hard because sometimes he wakes up at five in the morning and I'm not about to wake up at four just to have an hour to myself. So a lot of times yeah. time is once he goes to bed. I just get everything organized so I can have a peaceful next day and the rest of those hours at night is for me and my partner and anything we want to do. Okay. We're going to shift from motherhood for a little bit. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about mindset and like confidence and all that. And I feel like you were onto something before all of us were, because you know how now there's this term that's been coined everywhere of like being your life or the main character, well, that, but also being delusional. Have you seen that? Like all yes. over TikTok, yes. you were talking about that in that episode. You were like, I just know all the things that yeah. I want are going to happen for me. Like you literally described what everybody is talking about now. I don't know. I'm not saying you invented being delusional, but you know what? I, I'm not saying I invented it either, but when all of those terms started coming out on TikTok, I was like, this is what I've been doing. Yeah. You're like, bitch, I've been doing this for years. What are you guys talking about? For it. Like, but all those terms, like romanticizing your life, like being the main character, being that girl, being delusional. Those are all the things that I've always done. And it just works for me because I feel happy. Like, I don't care that I'm delusional. I'm happy. <laughs> well, you were like, no, I'm going to clip that part of the episode and put it in somewhere okay. because you were like, I feel like I live in a little fairy tale. Yeah. Like literally every single thing that now is like 
just going every like so popular, right? Yeah. And so I want to talk about this. So I want to talk to somebody, pretend we're talking to somebody who is like, I, I want to be delusional. Like I want to believe that all these good things are going to happen. And I want to believe that the things that I want are going to happen when they're supposed to. But I think the issue is people get really impatient mm -hmm. and I'll include myself in there, right? Like sometimes we want something to happen at a certain moment. And I feel like a conversation that I keep having is trying to help people understand that like timing is on your side, even when it doesn't feel like it. And I would just love to hear like what you would say to somebody who's frustrated. I think the key to being delusional and like, tell us as the delusional <laughs> creator, tell us. I think the key is to start acting as if you already have it, like live your, like really ask yourself those questions. Like, okay, the person who has the things that I want, how do they dress? How do they look? What do they drink in the morning? How do they work out? Like kind of just start acting that way and it'll just, it'll come. But like you have to be that person. Like you can't wait for it to happen to you. You have to start making little changes in your life that are going to be that person. And I actually restarted doing this because I feel like I'm a new person now that I'm a mom. And I was like really struggling with my identity. And I was like, okay, but who is this new person? Like, how does she look? How does she do this and that? And I started like implementing new rules for myself to become that next person that I want to be, that I feel like I am, but I just need to like dig a little deeper. And I cut my hair. I started doing my nails differently. I sound so dumb, but like doing- No, it's not. This is just it's like the new person is that I'm becoming. I gave myself a rule. Like I can only wear leggings or sweats once a week. I, that sounds so crazy, but like the person that I'm becoming, she's like this, like- I would die. Mom. I would die. I know, but like, this is who she is. She's like the chic mom yeah, yeah, yeah. dressed up every day, even if she has nowhere to go. And I'm not saying like dressy, dressy, but like put on jeans or pants, even with sneakers or whatever, but like look a little bit put together. Like that's who she is. And it started making me feel so much better. I started feeling more confident. I started being more productive. I went to the post office last week to drop off orders. And I go to the same post office every week. I talk to the same lady every week. Yeah, same, and I same. walked in and I'm like, hi, how are you? And she was like, hey, like, like what? Like she didn't know me. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't recognize you. I didn't know it was you. And I walked out of there and I was like, it's working. Like I'm like, people are not recognizing the old me anymore. Like I'm a new person now. Like she didn't, I see her every week. There's no reason why she shouldn't re not recognize yeah. me. And it's because I wasn't looking like my old frumpy self, like, with my, you know, I was just different. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't frumpy because you're beautiful. Number two, can we talk about how nice it is to have those, like the people at the post office that you love? Like I dead ass drop out. I I have a, I have a post office in front of me. Like I could cross the street uh -huh. and go to the post office. Okay. I get in my car and I drive 10 minutes to the one downtown because I love the people. Mm-hmm. I don't care. No one's going to take that away from me. And I have to move soon. And I'm so, so I'm worried that I'm going to be too far from them. Anyway, a silly thing. No, but like I actually love my post office ladies. There's two women that work there. They're the sweetest. I've never experienced people that work in the post office as sweet as them. And like, I'm just attached to them. No, same. I, when I you work from home, you get attached to certain people in your day-to-day -day life because you're like, I don't have coworkers. That is the most accurate shit I've heard in so long i'm so attached to my usps family and i was so attached to the people in my building who work in the reception and mm -hmm. all of the ones that i've become friends with have left me like they, they've just like i mean i've been here for five years you know what i mean like it's 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 life but every time uh -huh. a new one leaves i'm like like they're taking a little piece of my soul with them know. you know you know what's so crazy i've moved in the last few years i've moved three times and i the same UPS guy delivers to me and all, every time I move, he's like, oh my God, you're here. <laughs> you're here. Like, I'm just so oh excited. I love that. See, this is, these are, it's the little things I'm telling you. It's the little things. Um, okay. Back to the delusional. Wait, those were the two things I wanted to say. Now I forgot the most important part. Um, I love this. You're like, okay, what does, what does she look like? What does she do? What does she wear? What does she listen to? Whatever. When you're doing this, like when you are like having these moments with yourself, are you just sitting there like thinking? Are you journaling? Are you like writing it out? Like 
how, what are the logistics? Cause I feel like people like don't understand this part. Cause they're like, how do I do it? Like, do I write it down? Do I have to write it down every day? Do I, you know what I mean? Like I think in the people get lost in the logistics and I know it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I just like to over explain for anybody. Yeah. I think people get lost in thinking, oh, I have to do it exactly how she did it. And then when it doesn't work for them, they're like, oh, I don't like this. I think you have to do it in whatever way works for you. I love visualization. So I love going to bed and like dreaming up my perfect day, like what I'm going to wear. I love visualization. So that's my main thing. Occasionally, I do like to also write it down because you'd be surprised. Like sometimes you're like, oh, just think about it in my head. Like, what does she look like every day? Where does she shop? But there's something really like powerful when you write things down and you see it on paper and like all of a sudden like you're like word vomiting but like on paper and it comes to life and you're like it clicks you're like oh this is who this is what I actually want so I think it's fine to just write it once I'm not the kind of person like I don't want to rewrite it over and over again but I do visualize over and over again has the definition of confidence changed since becoming a mom no it's very different I don't know if I can explain it but it's just It might be different for everyone, but for me, different things give me confidence now. Like what? Like my main, my big main thing right now is like putting on an actual outfit, like actual pants and a top, not not actual pants. No, because I was living my life. What, what What ended up happening to me is this really bad habit that since I work from home, I'm like, well, I'm not going anywhere. So let me just put on an oversized like sweatshirt and leggings or sweats. Like why waste that outfit? And what ended up happening was that my whole, let me not waste this outfit. I never ended up wearing anything because I kept saying like, well, I'm just home. But just like putting myself together, even if I did it like yesterday, I got dressed, but I didn't do my makeup. I still felt really confident because I had on jeans, which is crazy, but that's just what's working for me. So I just feel like different things give me confidence now. It's also, I don't know what the science is because I'm not a scientist. It's proven that if you dress, I'm going to fuck this up. But like, I guess putting on a certain outfit or like getting yourself together, like it's been scientifically proven that it just like alters some shit in your brain where it just kind of like turns something on. It really does. I'm so productive when I get ready for the day. When I put, even if it's like a little makeup, put a little, some clothes on. I feel so productive. And at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, like, I feel like I have more energy. I got more work done. I felt more creative. So there is something to it. Okay. So I always ask people like what they need to be reminded of. And I thought it would be fun if you helped me answer some of them. Some of these are like spicier than others. Somebody said, I I thought this was funny. She said, why do women like, or actually uh, uh, one of my straight male followers, shout out to the 5% of you. He said, (laughs) why do women like dad bods? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I don't know like think about it I get the question because like especially like on TikTok like when a dad goes viral that it's like you know like an older man he doesn't have a six-pack or anything but yeah but it's not fair because mom bods are like no one talks about it that way but we look at dad bods and we're like yum (laughs) like I don't know. I really don't. Isn't that I weird? answer that because I get it, but I don't know why. You know what I think it is? I think a part of it is like, sometimes we don't want a man who is like fucking jacked. Like I personally don't. Cause that means you eat chicken and broccoli every single day and I'd rather die. You know what I mean? Well, I guess that's not true. Some guys have like great metabolisms. I'm, I'm generalizing here, but I think it also just kind of shows like, you know what? He likes to live life. He's a chill dude, you know? Okay. I don't know. So I guess we don't really have an answer for that. I don't know. I think their confidence probably is something about it. Like, I bet the the, the dad bods that we find attractive are they're probably guys that are, like, happy and confident. Because, like, right now when I'm picturing that dad, he's happy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. there's something about your energy that's going to attract people. Totally. Somebody said, ended a relationship with a toxic guy. Why do I feel so guilty over it? He said we could have remained friends, but not anymore because of what I said and me finally standing up for myself. So why does she, why does she feel so guilty over it? She probably feels guilty over it because she's a good person and she was probably gaslit her entire relationship. And that right there that he told her, oh, we could have been friends, but you did this. Like that is so manipulative. Yeah. At its finest. Yeah. So... She I will, 
Yeah. I will also say bad people don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I heard that somewhere and I was like, that's so fucking true. Yeah. Okay. Um, how to move on when it was a timing issue and out of both of your control, but you're both still in love. I don't get that because if you're both in love. So yeah. So she's like, how do I move on? So I guess timing was the problem, but this, see, this brings us into a bigger conversation of like, right. Or right. I know. Same. All of these. I'm like, tell me more. I need to know like all the details, but I think this brings us into another conversation that is like right person, wrong time that kind of thing, right? Because I feel like... I get that, but like I need more context because I need to know like what was the time I know. I know. So what do we say? We got to give her something. How did she move on? If you really do want to move on, you just have to... I feel like the best way to move on is like no contact. Like don't be going through their Instagram or social media or anything. Just block the person. And time, that's what's going to help you move on. Clean break. Okay. Somebody said, why do men only like your IG stories instead of sliding into the DMs? I think... It's nerve wracking to probably shoot your shot. Like we we think like you're the guy, you should do it. But like I'm sure it's a little nerve wracking, and they don't want to get shut down either. Yeah, I would say that, or or also depending on the guy, like he's just he's doing that to fifty girls. Like he's just yeah, liking a bunch yeah. of them. Like you know, <laughs> I'm nearly thirty, and I feel like I can't make friends the way I used to. Why do you think that is? I think that's normal because we're not like at 30, you probably aren't in school anymore. You know, it's like easier to make friends when you're in school and you see the same people all day long. I think it's hard to make friends once you're older. I do too. I think it's just so different. And I feel like we're, we're growing up, we're usually placed in environments that are, you know, it facilitates meeting people. Like you're in school, you're on people all fucking day. Then you go to college. If you go to college, like you're around people all day, you're in social situations, you're at work, you have coworkers, etc. So I feel like those are typically the places where people make a lot of friends. And I feel like as we get older, some of those situations are not in our life anymore, right? Yeah, I would love to know like how to make friends because like as you get older, I think that's a really interesting topic because it's not as easy as like, oh, go to like, you know, go to workout class because it, I feel like when you go to workout class, like you work out and people leave right away. Like, I'm going to be like, hey, wait, I don't know. No, that advice. And I'm, listen, I'm calling myself out because I've given that advice before. I'm like, just go to a spin class and like, whatever. I talk to the wall. I will speak to anybody. So I'm bad at giving this advice because one thing I am good at, there's not many. One thing I'm good at is making friends. Okay. But I know that's not normal for everybody. You know what I mean? So before I would be like, just go to places that, you know, common interests. And when I think of that, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, I don't, where am I going to go to the library? Like, I don't know where the, where, where, where would I go to like meet people? So I feel like the going to a workout class is not something helpful. It might work for someone like you, like you said, because you could literally talk to anyone. But if you're a little bit more shy, like I'm at a workout class, I'm not talking to anyone. Well, it's also like, what are you going to say, right? It's like, damn, yeah. that was a hard one. Like, what the fuck are you going to say? And then they're just going to be like, yeah. <laughs> like, and then you're like, cool, never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, so I've had a, a friendship coach on the podcast a few times. I love her advice. And she talks about how like, one of the things that people overlook is thinking about people that have been in your life in some way, shape or form in the past, maybe not like super, super close, but just people that maybe you met once and you were like, oh, like she was cool. You know, she was like, circle back, like, like check in on them and see like what they're doing. Like go within your network to see like who, you know, who maybe there could be a potential connection with or friends of your friends. Cause obviously I feel like that's even easier when you have like somebody in common um what else does she say that's so funny that you mentioned that because and that that and tying it into like why won't a guy like slide into my dms and it's like i want to ask this girl out for coffee like a friend <laughs> like it's not like you know and it's like nerve-wracking i'm like oh what if she says no like she doesn't want to go get coffee with me who wouldn't want to go get coffee with you first of all i'm just saying like you that's how you feel you're like oh i don't even want to put myself out there i was just gonna say i Social media has made me, like, has brought me such beautiful people. And the only reason those friendships have started have been, like, whether they DM'd me or I DM'd them. And that's it. Like, literally one of my best bestest friends, she DM'd me. She slid into my DMs because I would do these Trader Joe's hauls during COVID. 
And mm-hmm. she was, she lives in Toronto, so they don't have Trader Joe's, which is so unfortunate because I feel like Canadians are so nice. They deserve Trader Joe's, you know? And so she would always like look at my hauls and be like, oh my God, like whatever. And then I, you know, we would talk here and there and then we did a podcast together. And then we literally one day just never stopped talking. And since then, like we've been on trips together. She's been to Miami. Like I've met her family. She's met my family. Like, isn't that crazy? But it's like literally all just social media. I feel like people don't talk enough about when you meet a friend like you know you talk about like oh I met this great guy and it was like oh amazing yeah. but like there's something so exciting about meeting a new girlfriend yeah and yeah. you like love them like you look forward to seeing them like yeah no talk, you like I want to talk more you look forward to, you look forward to their text you're yes. like, oh, like I got a text right back it's, it's almost like not dating but it's like at the beginning and in the beginning kind of, stages, yeah like you're courting a new friendship we got to think of a name for like honeymoon phase but like friendship edition because that shit is real like that is real that's real that's so exciting to me same like your first hangouts like so one of my best friends that I met here actually she is from Costa Rica as well but we never met growing up even though we probably were in the same place so many times because such a small country and one of my best guy friends who lives here was like hey you got to meet Tacha right her name is Anastasia anyway so we met and instantly it was like oh like you know we're going to be friends, like, love you. And then, and I was, we always talk about this, how it's like the first times you're hanging out, you know, when you're like recounting all those, like either like traumatic or like funny or crazy stories, like you're giving them all like your e-true Hollywood story. You're telling them everything they need to know to like uh-huh. fully understand you. And I feel like those moments are, they're so special, honestly, because it's like, you're like, listen, this is everything that's happened to me. And then they're like, this is everything that's happened to me. And then it gets you closer, like, I love. We gotta think of a name for that. I love when someone is really vulnerable with me. I love that, like, cause I like to get really vulnerable with people. So when somebody opens up, I'm like, okay, we're gonna be friends. <laughs> I'm excited. Wait, so okay, let's talk about this. What do you what like? Do you feel like you have a hard time making friends? Like, what is that? What has that looked like in your life? I have really great friends, and before the pandemic because of like content creating, I would get invited to events in the city all the time, but then it really slowed. And I met so many great people like that, like meeting them online. Then we would go to the same events in the city. But then after the pandemic, it just like completely stopped for a while. And now the event's starting to happen again. But I feel like because of that and because I work from home, it's not as easy for me to meet new people. And I, I end up meeting a lot of people online as opposed to in person because of what I do which is still exciting, but I'm missing that connection, like that in-person connection. Like I want, I want to meet more people. I think like, why put a cap on like when you can stop making new friends? Like I love meeting new people. Having that openness is, well, people can feel that. I think first of all, one of my closest friends from college, she's so funny. She's been on the podcast before. Her name is Moongi. And she literally says this, like she's, she's like, I cannot I have no more space for friends. Like I cannot have any new friends in my life because she, which like I, I applaud her for that because she knows herself so well and she knows like what she has the bandwidth for. And she's such a like great friend. She gives like so much mm-hmm. to the people in her life. She also has a fuck ton of friends. So I get it. But she's like, I can't like she, and she'll say it like she's a character. She's like, I have no room for new people. And I'm like, you know what? I I, I count my blessings to be in your life because like, holy shit. I feel like that's really smart because she knows like I have these friends and she probably gives a lot to them, like you said. So she knows like I have no more left to give to new people. Well, and I think what we do is difficult, right? Because we don't have that. Like one of my, my best friend works for a soccer team here and she has like fucking so many coworkers always like talking to me about her coworkers. They have mm-hmm. all these cute ass little, she's like, Oh, we're going to like a barbecue at my coworkers house. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Like my boyfriend comes home from work and he has like so many funny stories, all his coworkers. And I'm like, oh, I like, I miss that. Like I remember back to when I did work a regular job, like having coworkers and just like, you know, you have your insiders with them. Like you have, it's just like that in-person connection and like just speaking to someone is really, really important for your day-to-day life. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. But I feel like the conclusion here is I think you need to slide into more DMs. Women. I think I do. And it's funny that you mentioned your friend saying, like, I'm at my limit for new friends because I felt like that this these, like, past 10 months because I was, like, I'm very focused on being a mom and figuring this out. 
And I just hit a limit where I'm like, I'm ready now. I'm ready to go out. I'm ready to meet new people. I'm ready to meet like new, like new moms too, like new mom friends. I feel like is what I need. Yeah. I feel like we also don't talk enough about how important it is to have friends. And I'm not saying exclusively, but like a few friends or even just one, right. That is in the same season as you, because I, I, I got this DM. I'll never forget it. Cause I'm working on an episode of just like how to be single period. Like that is the episode, how Mm -hmm. to be single and enjoy it. And this girl sent me this huge DM and she was like, you know, I love my life. I have a great job. I have a great group of friends. Like I love my girlfriends. We've been friends since college, like whatever. I know the whole story. And she was like, the issue is I am the only single one in my friend group. Like everybody is wifed up. Everybody, you know, there's some moms like it's, she's like, I feel like I'm behind. I feel like I I can't identify with so much of what they're going through. I feel like there's a lot of things that, yes, I'm included because we're friends, but I feel uncomfortable. And I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure she feels uncomfortable. She was like, what the fuck do I do? And, and I was like, I know it's so much easier said than done, but you got to find somebody, at least one person. Yeah. At least one person that's also single and can relate to her. You just need one, you know? And that's also something the friendship coach said to me. She was like, you know what? I think people forget or overlook the fact that you really just need one. It like, it can only just be one, like even just one Mm -hmm. new friend, because you don't even know who that new friend is friends with and who maybe she could introduce you to or whatever it is. She's like, you know, I think for so long growing up in movies and everything, these like friend groups were so like, glamorized right like you saw like the clicks and this and that and it's like three or four girls that are like best friends and it's not always like that sometimes you really just have one really good friend right and she's like you know if, if if that's your situation now if you if you do have a group like that amazing a lot of people don't have that and a lot of people feel bad about the fact that they don't have that and I think we yeah we should just like remember like it only you only really need one one like good mm-hmm. person you know yeah I love this little friendship like series that we got into. Um, Okay, let's see. Somebody said, balancing life, school, and work. I feel like I had it together, and now I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like whenever I have moments that I feel like I'm drowning, and I've said that a lot in the past year, I feel like that I'm barely making it up for air. I think what helps me is getting getting on a really good schedule, which is kind of, it sounds boring sometimes, but that's the only way you're going to be able to give to everything that you want to give and still have time for yourself. I heard this somewhere and somebody said, um, routine is actually freeing. Yeah. Because if you think about it, having a routine is actually freeing because you free yourself of having to worry about, oh my God, when am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? What if I don't have time for this? Like if you have a structure, I actually would go crazy without it. So I like I love fully co-sign a routine. I love a schedule. Oh, same. same. Wait, what's your sign again? Remind me. I'm a Scorpio. I Yeah, that's why I loved you. Okay. Um, <laughs> someone said, how do you know if you're in love? Parentheses. I've been on and off with this guy who is my best friend, but I don't know if I'm in love. I've never been in love, so I can't answer this question. What do you mean, Lisa? I swear. Oh, my God. I swear. Like, listen, if I would have been on one more trip with this motherfucker, I would have probably fallen in love. I was I was close to feeling something, but, like, thank God yeah. that didn't happen. <sighs> I feel like you just know. Like, you... I hate that answer. What do you mean? What am I going to feel like? You're going to feel like you want to be with them all the time. <laughs> like, nothing annoys you about them. You, I remember before me and my boyfriend said, I love you. It was like a month before it happened. I kept almost saying it like, okay, bye. I love you. Like I kept wanting to say it. And I remember I was going away on a trip and I was like, oh, I wish I could say it. But like, I don't want to be the first to say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know what that is a valid question. Cause I remember I kept asking myself like, do I love him? Or like, is it too fast? Like, is it like, you feel like, okay, what are these feelings? And eventually, eventually you, I feel like you're just going to know it instinctively. Like I love this person. Like I want to be with them forever. Like I love all of these aspects about them. Like I, you know, what's a really good thing that I saw on TikTok is would you want to have a child that was a hundred percent like this person or would that drive you crazy? Because if you're going to have a baby with someone like they might turn out like you're thinking you're, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, it's going to be a little me. It might not be a little you at all. Yeah. It might be that person. And if you're like, 
oh my God, I would love to have this little human that's literally this person. Like you love them. That just shook me because I joke about how I can't wait to have mini-me's running around. If they don't come out with my personality, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Like, I know, right? Like, selfishly, like, you want them to be like you because you're like, I'm amazing. Like, I hope you're so <laughs> like me. And I'm like, listen, anything like me, I'm like, oh, you. <laughs> look at you. You're just like your mom. You're like, you're doing amazing, yeah. sweetie. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dead. No, I always say that. Like, they better have my personality. I hope they're not like not like me you know I anyway I meet someone and you're like oh a little you like, <laughs> if, I mean, like oh, can you handle a little them version of them yeah I mean on the flip side what if they think of me and they're like I can't do a mini her like that would be a tornado that's not your person like your person is gonna yeah. be obsessed with you like the way you yeah. are <sighs> okay I'm getting stressed now I'm just kidding um okay <laughs> somebody said I'm scared of, I get this one a lot, scared of turning 30 and not having it all figured out. You might not have it. Like life is in seasons. So first of all, like turning 30 is so not a big deal because you enter your 30s and you're like, oh, I'm the same person. Like it's- Wait, are you 30? I'm 34. What? Yeah. I thought you were 30. I thought you you had just turned 30. I don't know why. See, my essence is- (laughs) younger also that is so young like please <laughs> no I'm, that's what I'm telling you like you enter your 30s and you're like oh like you don't have to have it all figured out my anxiety doesn't let me think too far in the future so I I have to really make sure I stay in the present like if, if somebody asked me like well what do you want to be doing in two years I'm like you're stressing me out do not ask me that same I hate when people ask me that I, when they're like what's your five-year plan I'm like to be alive yeah literally to be alive to be happy like, like I can't it actually yeah. makes me kind of like angry. Like, don't ask me that. Like, <laughs> like I don't live in the future. Like, I live in the future. Yeah. Well, I just, even people that have a five-year plan, I'm like, you know what? I think, and I've said this so many times, but every time I have made plans, like, God laughs. You know what I mean? Like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't like to have plans like that. I can't even tell you what I'm, what I want to do on Saturday. Like, I, I can't. Because I'm like, I don't know what mood I'm going to be in that day. I don't know. You know what's more important to me? It's like, how do I want to feel? Totally. In the next year or two. It doesn't really matter to me how things are looking, but like, what is it that makes me happy? Like, how how do I want to live my life? Were you scared of turning 30? I was. I think it's a natural thing to feel like, oh, that's it. Like, I should be have Like, you feel like you do need to have your life together. But it's like, I look at all these people around me, like in my family, that they're like 40s and 50s and 60s. And I'm like, oh my God, you have so much life left to live because they're like out here living their best lives. And it's such a good example because you, I don't know what it is that conditions us to think that like it stops at 30, but there's so much that you have left to do. Like there's so much many more dreams you have left to do. I feel like it's it's big for women that by 30, we're supposed to have X, Y, and Z. Like I feel like it's just been like mm-hmm. a societal thing, right? So I think that's why we inherently are scared. Even if we are like, like I just turned 30 in January and I was chilling. Like truly, I was like, I don't think of age that way. I think also like I've been through so much shit that like I look at things differently. And that's one thing. It's a blessing from like going through so much that I look at things differently. Like having another day for me is like, I'm lucky. Like I'm not, why would, why the fuck would I be scared to turn 30? That Yes, the number changes, but it's like, do I get to still be alive and healthy and do these things that I love? And is my mom around? Like, why would, what, why am I supposed to be scared? You know what I mean? So But I remember last year when I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm turning 30, whatever. I would get so many DMs of girls being like, I'm so scared. Like, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't have this. And and I'm like, holy shit. I started to like internalize it too. I was like, wait, why am I not scared? You know what I mean? I was like, should I be scared? Wait, no, I'm not. Why why the fuck? I'm not doing that. I'm not like following this like mindset. I'm not going to do that. It's so natural. Sometimes I have friends that they start talking about like oh my god like I really need this to happen by this time or like I really want this and I do I guess start getting nervous because before speaking to them I literally could not care less about that because I'm like oh it'll happen when it happens and then I start to get nervous like wait yeah should I be worried and it's like I have to remind myself like we're on different paths like do you remember those things are not important to you like this is what's important to you right now yeah I love what you said initially of like worry less about you know turning 30 or whatever and more about how do you want to feel just think about Mm -hmm. that because 
honestly, there's also very little in our control. Like there's only so much we can control and Mm -hmm. you do have the choice. Like people, I think people forget that. And I don't mean to, for this to sound mean, but it's like you, you have the choice to not be scared of turning 30. Like you can literally tell yourself, even if you have to do it multiple times and every single day and tell yourself like, Hey, there's nothing to be fearful of. Like you, you, you do have that option And also you can look at other people who are 30 or in their thirties and see them having these like beautiful full lives. And if you need to use that as a reminder to yourself, like, Oh, look, cause sometimes we need evidence, right? Sometimes we need to see things. And also I feel like after I turned 30, I was kind of like, like, I just kind of felt like this, like weight off. Cause I feel like leading up, I turned 30 and nothing happened. Like I'm like, I didn't turn into a pumpkin. Like I'm still here, you know, like, I feel like leading up to it, there's all this like, oh my God, you're turning 30. Like I was so fucking sick of it. I was like, just leave me alone. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like I'm excited. I love birthdays, but like the undertone of it is so different than other birthdays that I was like, you guys are pissing me off. Like, just let me be. And then after now I'm like, I feel like I'm chilling now. I'm 30. I'm chilling. I don't have to go through this fucking weird, all this weird, like bullshit of like, oh my God, are you nervous? Are you scared? I'm like, I was in Mexico celebrating my birthday and I came out of the bathroom and this guy was like, cause my mom said it was my birthday. So they came and like sang whatever. I was so embarrassed. And so then this guy like is walking out of the bathroom and he's like, how old, happy birthday. I was like, thank you. He was like, how old are you? I was like 30. And he's like, (gasps) he was like, you look so young. And I looked at him and I was like, I am young. (laughs) Like the fuck do you mean? Like, but even that it's like, why do we speak this way? Yeah, because you have like this picture and like an idea in your head of what a 30-year-old looks like. And now that we're in our 30s, we're like... Yeah. But you know what? I still do it. I'll I'll watch a show, like a reality show. And you know when they put their age and they're like 30? And I'm like, oh my God, I, they look so much younger. Like, and I still do it. I literally just did it to you. I'm the biggest hypocrite. But I dead ass no, thought you still, just turned... We still do it. Let's see. Do we have to, We have like time for like one more? I could... I mean, I could keep you here all day if I could. Um, let's see. Let's get a juicy one. Okay, let's do these two. She said, oh, wait, this one is good. I'm in love with my best friend. He has a girlfriend. What can I do to get rid of my feelings without losing the friendship? I feel like that's a sticky situation. Oh, that's such a sticky situation. I've never been in that situation and... I'm glad that she's choosing like, well, let me, let me get rid of these feelings. Cause I think it's so, oh my God, I don't know. It's just so like, if somebody's in a relationship, I think you should let it be because if they really wanted to be with you, they would be with you. Especially if it's like, if you're saying he's like your best friend, like he's had plenty of time, like he's been in your life probably for some time. I think she's also, her focus is what I would say is her focus is how do I get rid of my feelings without losing the friendship? I think uh-huh. you might have to be okay with the friendship changing because it's already different. Like it's already different. Like the second that you fell in love with your best friend, I'm sorry, he is no longer your best friend. Like I have three best guy friends that are like my brothers. Like I've had them in my life forever. I wouldn't touch any of them with a 10 foot pole, even if you paid me. Like we're just, we don't have that, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I did fall in love with one of them, I, I can't even like think about it because like, ick, you know? Not because they're not great, they're yeah. amazing, but like, whatever. So Because it's like when you see them as a brother, I'm you're like, like ew, ew, bro, I could never. <laughs> and they so say, they say the same shit, you know? So it's fine. But yeah, if I ever did, I think that friendship is no longer a friendship. I'm sorry. It's not. And the thing is, she says without losing the friendship, but unfortunately, like you said, it will change because the only way to get over him is with distance because you're not you're gonna fall more in love with him if you spend more time with him so unfortunately it will change yeah I would say like distance and focus less about losing the friendship in this moment worry more about yourself and like Mm -hmm. you know like taking a step back and then hopefully with time the friendship can like you know start to rebuild in some way hopefully let's end end it with this one I feel like that's my favorite one to end it with okay um, she said, how do I not take things so personally as a sensitive queen? Ooh, you know, that's so funny. Cause that's something that I've been working on. I have like this coach. Oh my God. And I was, yeah. I was telling her that there are certain people in my life where they say things to me that trigger me and I take it so personally, even when I know it's not about me. 
And I think just that reminder of, first of all, break, like breaking down what is it that makes you so sensitive about what they're saying, that what makes it feel so personal. And when you start breaking down the root of that, you're going to see that it's really a you thing. It's like something that you're sensitive about, right? Or like something that that you're sensitive about. They're hitting a nerve for sure. Yeah. And it starts to make it easier going day by day, not getting triggered because you right away know like, oh, that kind of bothered me because I'm really sensitive to that. Now, it could be that maybe that particular person mm-hmm. does something that bothers you and you and when it when it comes to that you do have to speak up and say like, "Hey, that really hurts my feelings when you do this." But there are some moments like I said where they're not even doing anything personally to you, but it just triggers something that you're sensitive about. I was going to say, do you say anything to like these people? Like do you ever vocalize like, "Hey, like I didn't like this or I don't like that?" Yeah, I started speaking up. And ever since I started speaking up, it doesn't happen anymore. So that's what you want, right? That's ideal. That's the ideal situation. Yeah. You got to remember that people aren't mind readers. Like they don't know always like when they hurt your feelings or what's something that you're sensitive about. So I spoke up about it and it doesn't happen. Have you read um, The Four Agreements? I have years ago. So there's a whole part in there that he just talks about this is like not taking things personally and... Mm -hmm. I take everything personally and I'm also working on this. I feel like that's so normal though, as, as like a human to take right. things personally. Well, and I just, I'm, I'm, my issue is I'm way more sensitive than I let on. I'm a Scorpio moon. Like I'm nuts. You know what I mean? Like I have so many emotions, <laughs> but I don't show it because I'm a Capricorn sun, Capricorn rising. So there's like, it's this dichotomy that is like really weird. You do come across as like, Literally nothing could bother you. Nothing could penetrate you. Bitch, I cry at a commercial. Are you kidding me? Like (laughs) I was almost crying on my flight yesterday, the day before, because I was sitting next to this old man and all he did was stare out the window. And he was like the most precious thing I've ever seen in my life. And I I was literally holding back tears because I was like, I just want to know if he's okay. I'm still thinking about him. I told my mom about him last night. She's like, I'm oh sure he's God. fine. Like, let's. She's like, let it go, honey. Like, keep okay. it rolling. Anyway, um, the last thing I will say about that though is that something that is that I try to re- remind myself of is people can only meet you where they've met themselves, and that's a freeing thought because you start to realize that maybe you're like here in an emotional like sense, and the other person hasn't done some work or hasn't grown in some way, mm-hmm. so. It, you guys are just perceiving things exactly. differently. Therefore, their reactions are going to be different. So you taking it personally actually is unproductive because it has nothing to do with you. It's all about them and like what they've gone through and their perspective and their everything, right? So that's also something that I try to re- remind myself of. But that's a real one because I'm sensitive AF. I am too. So. It's like not not fun. And I mean, but Scorpios are tough, right? Yeah. I feel like that's where we're similar in that sense where we let on like, I'm good. But like deep down, I'm like, I'm such a sensitive. No, I would say the same about you. Like nothing can break her. Like nothing. You know what I mean? I'm working on building my like being tougher because I love being vulnerable. And that's why I feel like I relate to you a lot because you just remind me of myself in that sense where like you have this platform and you you're always so open with your audience and you're not afraid to get really vulnerable which I think is so brave it's like the opposite of how people think like oh this this person's so sensitive or this like no you're actually so brave for speaking up about things that everyone is feeling um I I forgot my train of thought (laughs) it's so weird though because I, there's some things that I could tell the barista about and I literally don't care. I swear, like, I just don't care. And so people have, people feel like I'm, like I share so much, which I do, but there's like this whole, like, nobody will ever know how I actually feel. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. That's such a Scorpio thing that no one hears Scorpio moves. But because I share so much... Right, but because I share so much, I, everyone's like, that's literally, and it's not that I'm like no, trying to fool everybody. Me. Like I'm I've not. shared so much that people feel like they know everything, and I'm like, that's just like the surface. Like, no, I'm like, you guys don't know shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it is a lot, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's 
Like, I'll tell you about the hardest things I've ever been through, but I will never tell a man I like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't make it make Isn't sense. I don't so know. So interesting. Yeah. How like, yeah, I mean, yeah. My therapist is, we're working on it, you know? It's a yeah, work in progress. Yeah. Okay, I need to let you go, but I could do this. We should start an advice column. That was so fun. Yeah, can we? I would, if you wanted to have, I would be on here anytime you want to have Oh my me. God, I. Making a podcast, host dreams come true for the most <laughs> I start one and then in here possibly start start. one like no like I would need like a co-host like I don't want to do it alone but I love being your guest well anytime you want so we're gonna do we'll do okay let's do this next time we'll do like an advice one like people will just send in all their I have like a list of different ones so we'll do that next time okay amazing um Thank you so much. I love this. Thank you for having me again. You're the best. I adore you. I hope we can meet in real life one day and we'll probably have like an eight hour date. I know. I, like. I know. <laughs> we'll um, plan a trip to Miami just to please, spend a day with you. Please. Always welcome. Um, <laughs> okay. I can't wait for this to go live. I feel like people are going to love this, but thank you so much. And thank you. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.